Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestle Life Radio, and this is our new show, Indie Focus, where we sit down with someone who is working or has worked in independent wrestling, and we learn more about them. Hashtag support indie wrestling. And today, I'm sitting here with my buddy Jose, who is also known as Verde, and actually, he's got a, got a lot of names in independent wrestling. How you doing, Jose? Hi, how's it going? I'm doing, doing totally okay. <laughs> totally okay is is a lot better than, than what some other people have told me in this crazy time we're living in right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, uh, crap is wild out there. It is kind of crazy. So before we get into the wrestling, tell me a little bit about yourself personally. Uh, well, uh, let's see. I'm I'm a professional wrestler. I'm a writer. I'm an actor. I'm a business owner. Uh, I got a lot going on, uh, honestly. I got a lot That's of great in the air, if you will. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. So I want to talk a little bit about your uh, writing before we start getting into the wrestling. So I didn't know this until we became friends on Facebook, but I do know that you write. Can you tell me a little bit about what you do? Um, well, uh, I found my groove for writing in, uh, in film school because uh, I went to Full Sail. Um, and uh, I found that like I really enjoyed the writing process, so like writing scripts and things like that. Um, and a few years ago, I decided to participate in National Novel Writing Month, where it's like bust out a 50,000 word novel at the end of the month. Um, I didn't hit that goal, but I kept picking at it and adding to it. And I got an editor and everything. And I have a book that is pretty much done. Um, so I'm just waiting to hear back from my editor uh, to make sure I've done all the things that she asked me to do uh, to make sure it's actually good. Uh, before I decide to uh, self-publish, you know, I've seen some novels on Amazon that are just like, wow, this person just didn't even look at it twice and then just hit upload. Right. Uh, so, you know, I just want to make sure it's something readable, is something yeah. fun, and uh, something that I can see adapted into other things down the line. That's cool, man. So who is your target audience and what is the book about? Uh, well, long story short... A uh, ragtag group of uh, superheroes, basically, uh, come together from uh, around the world to stop uh, a bunch of lava demons from inside the planet. Lava demons. That sounds pretty freaking awesome, actually. Right? Right? That's so, super cool, man. Well, yeah. make sure you let me know when that's out. I'm going to buy one, and then I'll make sure to share it here on the page, too. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. And I cool. really appreciate that. Yeah, of course, man. Of course. So let's get into some wrestling here. Because that's uh, that's what we are, right? We're a wrestling show. Absolutely. So I, I shouldn't assume this. I assume everyone does until I spoke to Shiloh, and she said she did not. So let me ask you this. Did you watch a lot of wrestling growing up? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm told that my grandma got me into it. Uh, okay. Which I guess makes sense, uh, you know, being, being around her a lot of the time, living right. in New York. Um, so seeing the just the bright colors... And the, the Hogan era, you know, like I was a big Hulk Hogan fan as a kid. Um, right. And then uh, playing like WrestleFest in the arcades. Oh, it was uh, so good. So good. Uh, and I was super happy to find out that when I bought this bar I have, plug, uh, I, that they had WrestleFest. And I was like, I need to get that out of storage and in my bar immediately. I literally was about to say, I know somewhere in Jacksonville where you can play WrestleFest. Right, and I'm pretty sure it's the only place in Jacksonville you can play WrestleFest. Yeah. Uh, take some pride in that and WrestleMania, the arcade game. 
also which, good. Which, by the way, we just got a big new like blue cabinet for where it's like an official like Capcom cabinet for it. That's super cool, dude. That's yeah. awesome. Um, but yeah, uh, so between that and uh, playing the video games growing up, my first uh, wrestling show was like a WCW house show, which of course my parents thought was a WWF show because they didn't yeah. know there was a difference. I didn't know Mine what also, WCW was. Yep, same. <laughs> yeah, so like... I want to say that was like 95, 96 when that happened. And then, um, yeah, I started watching uh, Raw and the Monday Night Wars happened. And I was I was really into the cruiserweights, which really affects like my in-ring wrestling style. Yeah. Um, I really like really hung on like even after the invasion and all that stuff, I would watched WWE all the time. I was a big John Cena fan, like at the beginning, you know, like uh, all this, all this cool stuff. Like I have not stopped being a wrestling fan uh, throughout this whole time. I'm, I'm going to be 33 this year. And yeah, uh, I'd say I've been a fan for 31 of those years. So you're basically a lifer. A lot of people, including myself have gone in and out of it over the years. So that's pretty cool. And honestly, kind of rare to hear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So you have a lot of wrestling knowledge, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. Tell me who some of your favorites of all time are. Um, well, probably number one uh, would be Rey Mysterio. Uh, he's Makes sense. been my guy from the start. Uh, and it, it was like, it was a fantastic time when he finally like joined the WWE roster. I was, I was yeah. just huge, huge mark for him. Um, Mysterio, uh, RVD, um, Razor Ramon back in the day because he reminded me a lot of my dad. Right. Um, let's see. Uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels were, were definitely my WWF guys too. Um, yeah, I was definitely a big Shawn Michaels fan, like 96, 97 around that time too. Yeah. I think the yeah. first pay-per-view I convinced my – uh, family to order was like in your house international incident and then i had to try and explain why it's called that <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like i just want to i just want to watch <laughs> a wrestling event can I, can I just do i have to explain myself <laughs> yeah Pay-per-views were expensive, man. Now we're all spoiled. We can get the WWE Network for nine ninety nine, yeah. or watch you know AEW on Fight TV with no commercials for like five ten bucks a month, whatever it is. Exactly. It is it, crazy. I remember spending, I think it was fifty bucks on mm -hmm. ECW One Night Stand. Yeah. Still one of my favorite pay-per-views. Mm -hmm. So yeah. it, it's crazy how how much we used to spend on wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it's absurd how much a lot of people still decide to spend on wrestling, you know, like I've, even though I'm a, a lifelong fan, you know, I, yeah. I still limit myself to like, you know, let me get a, a set of shirts here, you know, four or five shirts and then I'm done for a while, you know, and yeah, when I, when I got to get rid of some of my old ones, like I'm not going to wear this Ken Anderson shirt anymore. Uh, right. You know, like then, then I'll decide to like swap some stuff out and get some new ones. Um, yeah. The people that just fill their house with wrestling stuff, like that's divorceable in my wife's eyes. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like I'm not I'm not trying to spend a lot of money on a belt, although I'd love to one day. Yeah, same. 
when when I get the the disposable income, sure, you know, like we'll yeah. we'll figure that out. Yeah, I got you. Now, does she watch wrestling at all? Absolutely not. No, no. <laughs> does she watch your matches? Uh, not anymore. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, like she's come to me. She's come with me to like a few indie shows. And, yeah, and you know. I'd be completely honest. A lot of the indie shows that I've been on are real bottom of the barrel type stuff. Yeah. She did not have a good time. Uh, so, you know, and she was never like really invested in wrestling or really knew what it was before she even met me anyway. So I'm not going to hold it against her. Yeah. So like there's other things in life that you can enjoy besides wrestling. And I, yeah, 100%. um, I think there's a lot of things that people like you and me that enjoy, even though we're big wrestling fans that, they're not wrestling. Like we both love video games mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. and wrestling video games. Yeah. Not this year's though. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Not this year's. And they canceled next year's. You hear about that? Yep. Yep. I, yep. uh, it's for the best, honestly. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. They, they needed yeah. a break. Yeah. So what made you, what, what lit that spark? Obviously you've been a fan since you were like two years old, mm-hmm. but what really lit that spark to make you go, man, I really want to become a professional wrestler. Um, really, this was after, after I was an adult, I was, uh, I want to say 18, 17, 18, when I started doing backyard stuff, it was me, my brother and my best friend. Okay. Um, And we started doing some backyard wrestling videos, just like some cheap, like flip cam or whatever we found uh, a little digital camera just on video mode. And we just uh, doing spots in the backyard, like just straight up hurricane run on the floor, big slams, you know, all that kind of stuff. We just started running spots in the backyard. Each video we did got like progressively like better and better and better. And, uh, then we were like, well, the next step is clearly get a ring. Um, you know, that was, that was our logic jump. Uh, cause you know, we would see like the CM Punk documentary, uh, where it's like him and his friends put together a show in the backyard or like the, right. the Hardy Boys uh, documentary where them and their their friends uh, put together a show in their backyard. And um, it's we didn't want to like build a ring because none of us are, are handy like that. So, you know, we, right. we borrowed some money. We bought a ring and uh, I probably got thrown out of my house. <laughs> so... You know, hmm. so we, I, I rented a uh, place. Uh, we set up the ring like in the parking lot there. Uh, and for a while there off of Merrill Road in Jacksonville behind the Taco Bell, there was a wrestling ring where we would be bumping and trying to learn how to wrestle. That's awesome, man. Yeah. And it was not a wrestling ring, by the way. It was a boxing ring. So uh, that oh, was wow. good. <laughs> yeah. That was a, that was a, that was a time. Um, so, that this was around 2009 uh where we were like just bumping uh in this boxing ring trying to learn based off of this uh book i got off of high spots where it's like written by like ricky steamboat and like uh, and a couple others where it's like teaching you the basics um and it's like nigel mcginnis and i want to say sanjay dutt like in like are actually demonstrating the moves and wow. in, in the pictures uh, showing you like the proper form to do these things. So we're trying our best, you know, like to, to do it. Um, and it got to the point where it's like, all right, I'm out of money. This isn't working. We're going to try to uh, do, we're going to try our best to like do a show. And okay. 
really it, it just like it, it wasn't it just wasn't happening uh we didn't know anything about the business or, or anything like that but we did reach out to like a couple of like local indie places and one of them got back to us uh this place out in Lyons, georgia and they were like well come on up have a training session with us and if we like you we'll put you on the show um so they they corrected us on like the the forms of of certain things like you know irish whip with the left hand everything's done on the left side um it's like okay all right cool 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 so we did all that um and they put us on the show i they gave me and my brother 10 minutes and they gave my buddy martin um you know 10 minutes with uh one of the vets and uh we ended up going 20 because we didn't know what we were doing (laughs) (laughs) were they mad uh no they were just like well these guys are really going hard Um, you know, and then they, uh, went over like what we did wrong in the match, like, cause we got footage and we showed them on our computer and everything like that. And, um, it, and it's, uh, sort of spiraled out from there. Um, yeah, it was about that time that I enlisted the Navy and went to boot camp for a couple months. Um, and then just sort of picked things back up when I got stationed back here in Jacksonville. Um, so yeah, the Navy kind of funded my wrestling habit. And uh, that's that's sort of how everything sparked off from there. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. That's awesome. So my next question is, where did you train? But it sounds like you started out in the backyard. Did you actually, were you actually trained by a professional wrestler? Uh, yeah. Uh, it's hard to like say like this one person trained me because I feel like all the times I've gone to like wrestling school is always, uh, you kind of get what you pay for. So Right. Say for example, uh, I go out to Stark, Florida to go train with the guys over at CWA. Love them all to death. Uh, it's just these are guys that have been out here the whole time and really going too much further than this. So that's fine. You know, like I'm learning. These guys are vets. I'm like picking up all the fundamentals from them. Right. Um, and then I go to uh, I Believe in Wrestling at the Team Vision Dojo in Orlando. Um, and learning from them down there. Um, and yeah, some of the people down there don't have a great reputation. So it's like, do I even want to still be associated with these guys anymore? And I have, right. you know, uh, so kind of stopped training when I went to, to full sale and just started like, you know, focusing on school and things like that. The schedule of full sale was nuts. So like I had to take a hiatus from wrestling for about five years because, uh, the schedule there was crazy. And then I got a job at NFL Films in uh, New Jersey uh, for a couple of years. Um, and I only got back into wrestling when I got back here. So even though technically I've been doing this for about 10 years, it's more like six. Right. Um, so it, I wouldn't say one person in particular is my trainer, but I have learned a lot from a lot of different people. I've taken yeah. seminars um, with Pac and Yoshino uh, for Dragon Gate. Um back in the day i took a seminar with shima who's now with AEW. Um, yeah i'd taken seminars with uh ec3 and uh sam shaw aka dexter loomis now um you know taking seminars wherever i get the chance to like just kind of learn from everybody because you never really stop learning right you know, like i had a seminar with chris hero when he came down to the team vision dojo uh ricardo rodriguez when he would help out lince dorado um just all these people like sort of combining into like one mass 
amount of learning because like, like I said, you, you never really stop. Right. So, and I also don't think that anyone's really taken me on like under their wing. Um, no one's really sort of been my mentor in, in that aspect that you see like a lot of people that go to like wrestling training will call the, the trainers. They're like their dads because they really took them on. And that, that hasn't happened for me. Um, I don't know what it is. I don't know if like they just felt like they didn't need to or whatever, but I haven't really felt that there's a sort of uh, mentor sort of guiding me through the wrestling business. I've felt like I've been on my own for a while. I got you. Okay. So before you actually compete in a match Mm -hmm. and you're prepping for it, do you have any like rituals or anything that you do every time? Honestly, besides uh, stretching, (laughs) that's... uh, that's kind of it. Like I'm not an overly religious person. I will have, of course, the butterflies if it's someone that I've never wrestled before, or like I don't know if I have any real chemistry with. Um, I've been going to go wrestle uh, over the last like month, um, and it's been like a new opponent like every time. Uh, I wrestled both the members of Task Force like separately over the course of this last month, and like each time, it's pushed me to like a new level. It's like I met them at a WWN seminar like last year, where it's like a whole weekend, and we're learning from like NXT coaches and shit like that. And That's these cool. guys were very impressive. Like they, um, they were selected like out of the out of the whole, like, I don't know, 50-something people that were there to, like, be on the Evolve show and, like, put over Babatunde, um, you know, like, that stuff like that. Um, and so getting to wrestle them over the course of the last, like, few weeks, like, made me step up my game and, like, do better than I thought I could. You know, like, these guys are, like, straight-up athletes, and I'm able right. to, like, hang with them, put together a good match. So, and, and not die at the end. Like, that's, right. that's, the, main, that's the main problem. <laughs> oh man oh my gosh so your your very first match i want you to to go back go back in your brain mm-hmm. and tell me about that very first match and how it went okay um well like i said it's in a cold warehouse in Lyons, georgia in front of maybe 30 people um january 2010 uh me against my brother uh my brother he had a mask that he put together himself. It was like a balaclava with like a little gladiator like front mask. So think about the uh, gladiator helmet that uh, Russell Crowe has. Yeah. Um, Take off the the top and the uh, bottom part that look like fangs. So just the the face part over the eyes. Interesting. Sewed that onto the balaclava and painted it white with like red trim and stuff like that. Uh, he went by the name Bloodshot. And there was this one kid in the crowd that when when my brother was announced Bloodshot, he was like, that's so cool! <laughs> that's awesome. That's why you do it, right? Yeah, 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 The one kid in the crowd. All these other kids are cheering for me like, DJ, DJ, DJ. And this one kid's like, Bloodshot, Bloodshot! Like, he's just loving it. <laughs> loving the heel. That's uh, great. And, you know, my brother was a big Kane mark. Uh, so, like, he was very much like a Kane slash Finn Balor type uh, when he okay. when he came out and did the bloodshot gimmick. 
Uh, so like, yeah, he was super cool. Like, he, like I really enjoy the Bloodshot gimmick. I thought it was super cool. That's really cool. And what gimmick did you use at that match? Uh, I used uh, the name I used for my e-fetting days. I'm certain you're familiar with that concept. 100%. I was the PWE pure champion in my day, baby. Oh, man. PWE. <laughs> I, I was a part of OCW, Online Championship Wrestling. That's uh, awesome. Yeah, so uh, I was DJ Chino uh, for reasons that's way too complicated to get into right now. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so I used that name uh, when I started, um, DJ Chino. Chino is like a family name for uh, me and my dad. Uh, so okay. My my dad's nickname growing up was Chino. So when I was born, I'm Chinito. Uh, and now that I'm an adult, I'm Chino now. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, that's cool. Yeah. So now, uh, I was DJ Chino. And I was, uh-huh. you know, baby face, high flyer, high five and kids, all that stuff, you know. Um, and my brother was a really good base for me um, in doing like all these flying head scissors and all these things that we tried out in, in the backyard. Uh, yeah. We had a really good chemistry. We could do these spots uh, because, you know, we just did them over and over in, in uh, training in the boxing ring. And now that we're in an actual wrestling ring, it was like, oh, this is like a pillow. Like, this is amazing. <laughs> but it's still hard, right? Like, I've never actually been in a ring. Absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's still murder on your body, for sure. Yeah. Uh, some rings are better than others. Um, but the the one that they had in Georgia was okay. You know, like, yeah. as kind of middle of the road. They had the, the vinyl canvas. Yeah. Um, which, when your body's all sweaty... Uh, you stick to it when they try to drag you. It's uh, that's no bueno. <laughs> no, I actually no, have, I have footage of this match. Like, still, um, it's unlisted, but it's out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, I'm gonna need you to share that with me after this is over. I need to see this. Yeah, uh, I've definitely <laughs> come a long way from there. That's awesome. So, tell me about your absolute favorite match you've ever had, and tell me why it was your favorite. Mm. Um. Just off the top of my head, like if I had to pick one match that's like, this is my best match, um, probably it's Verde versus Maxwell Chicago. Uh, I want to say it's from 2013, USWA here in Jacksonville. Um, he was a comedy style wrestler. Uh think Johnny Cage in a wrestling ring. Um, that's great! Yeah, he... He made his own wrestling outfits, which looked like a tuxedo. Uh, yeah. So it's a full body suit, uh, very similar to mine, but it was a, a tuxedo that he wore in the ring. That's awesome. Was his face also covered? No, no. Uh, okay. Like he, you know, you could see him and um, like, I'm the only person I know that does the full face, no face, <laughs> full body, like can't see out of suit like i've seen other right. morph suit gimmicks but they always put like nets in the eyes or like something in the eyes because they're cowards <laughs> <laughs> uh like i could go the full like slender man nothing because i just have practice in doing that now okay great great uh, so the match with maxwell chicago uh when i was first starting out like i did a couple of like shows as a referee you know just to get my name out there and introduce myself to people um and i went to this place called mag wrestling uh outside of tampa 
and uh, I was refereeing like a bunch of matches, and Maxwell showed up like halfway through the show, all sweaty, driving in his tuxedo outfit, like because he came from another show that night. And I was like, "Oh wow, that is what I want to do. I want to do a double shot. Like I have to go across town to go to another show. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's dedication. Yeah, that's goals. Yeah, really, really cool. Um." Still haven't done that yet, but that's on the to-do list. Um, and the so that night, you know, was when I met Maxwell. I, I refed a match for him, and he was incredible. So being able to actually wrestle him in my own comedy style was a big, like that was a big thing for me. So and we had chemistry like right off the bat. We clicked. My my comedy matched his like absolutely, and. Uh, I think we had a really good match that night. That's really cool, man. So I've never worn a full body suit. How difficult is it to see out of it? Um, it's like wearing a t-shirt over your face. You know, oh, terrific. Like you can see through it, but it's not great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, like trying to wrestle in one of those is fine if it's well lit. If it's not well lit, like for example, wrestling at a fair... And the only lighting you got for the ring is the Ferris wheel. <laughs> you might is this a true story? With your eyes closed at that point. Is this something that happened to you? Yes, it has. Um, That's great. Yeah, wrestling Stark, Florida is the fair, and CWA's like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna have a show during the fair. I'm like, cool. And I'm in like the semi main, <laughs> and it's nighttime, and the only light we got is the fair is the Ferris wheel. I, uh, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah, that's, that was uh, a. That was the first time I took a chair shot, and B, I uh, yeah, just just wrestling with my eyes closed basically. Yeah. I won the match too, like so. Yeah, it's it good. I, I walk out from the curtain and I'm like, oh no! I immediately like reached over to like the one of the you know volunteer kids that's doing security or whatever. I was like, yeah, help me get to the ring. I can't see shit. <laughs> And, you know, normally the, the verdict gimmick, I'm, like, dancing and having a good time, but, like, I couldn't see anything. I was like, you you got to help me, man. <laughs> so I'm That's like, terrific. I have one hand on his shoulder, and I'm dancing and trying to pretend that, you know, like, everything's okay, but, like, help uh-huh. me. <laughs> and uh, did you tell your opponent that night that you couldn't see him? Absolutely. Yeah, first time yeah. we walked up, I'm like, I can't see you, man. You're going to have to help me through the whole thing. <laughs> I am That's actually awesome. blind. That is so great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Is that the most difficult match you've ever had? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's like I, I've wrestled very uh, athletically inclined people. So they're just like spot, 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 flying, 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 right? It, that was the hardest match I had to wrestle because I was basically running spots with my eyes closed. That's crazy, man. And neither one of you got hurt. No, 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 no. I've I've managed to go without any major injury um, in my career so far because I've always worked safe. I've never yeah. done anything stupid. And like even doing like a street fight match, like it's all like a lot of the stuff was like, eh, this is no big deal. Just hit me in the head with it. It's fine. Right. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah. So this is the part of the show where I usually ask 
uh, how my the person I'm interviewing their characters change over the years. But you've had multiple characters, so run those through to me and uh, tell me which one's your favorite. Okay. Um, well, when I got started, it was DJ Chino, like I said, um, and then after a while, it it got to be like there's a there's an actual DJ in Orlando named DJ Chino. So like oh. specify like when I put together a Facebook page that it's it's a wrestler named DJ Chino. It's not <laughs> Yeah, know, Orlando's uh, right down the road too. Yeah, it's not the DJ. Basically. Part. So like sometimes yeah. when I would put like, you know, my email or something and um people would be like, Oh, you're DJ Chino? Like I was at your show. Like the other I was like, Oh, you 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 watch wrestling? And they're like, No, the the DJ said that you did. You do wrestling? I was like, No, that's a different person. Right. I actually, I've had to do that clarification like enough times to where I'm just, I'm not using that name anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so fair. Overall, like that was just, that's the, the baby face, high flying uh, Latin guy, you know, like uh, me and me and my brother, uh, we came up with the name, the Caribbean kids. Um, whereas just me, DJ Chino uh, and Michael, the archangel. Um, that was just him as a baby face, high flying, good looking kid. Um, when, uh, yeah, when we were a tag team, like that was, that was great. Like that worked out for a right. while there. He just like stopped wrestling. Um, so like I've had to pretty much go about it on my own. Um, and then he, uh, passed away in 2016. Oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, uh. Uh, him in 2016 and my best friend before that uh in 2013 uh he died oh, in a wow. motorcycle accident so like it's mm. just me now uh in wrestling uh, considering like where we started 10 years ago yeah um so since uh you know he wasn't wrestling anymore um i just started like when i did my comeback I just started using the name The Caribbean Kid, um, Jose de Gracia. Um, and as far as like that particular gimmick goes, like it's the same thing, baby face, high flying. Um, maybe I'm a little more grizzled now. I've been doing this a long time. I know how to do, uh, I know how to shoot a movie now, basically. So like my promos have been like little short films. Uh, but That's cool. an existential crisis about coming back to wrestling. D does anyone even remember me? Uh, does anybody even care? Wrestling's a very, what have you done for me lately kind of business. Um, you know, are any of these like kids in the audience even going to remember who I was? Uh, right. Things like that. Um, so doing, telling new stories in wrestling that aren't exactly like the traditional, like doing a promo in your bathroom kind of crap that you see right. in the indies. Yeah, I understand um, that. And then the Verde was a completely different thing. Um, it just came up because the booker at CWA, this is at the time that my brother and I were the babyface Latin tag team. Right. Uh, he was like, hey, we got this guy. We want you guys to put him over and make him look good. Um, do you, we want you guys to, to go under masks and, uh, and put him over. Well, my brother already had the, the bloodshot gimmick, so that was no problem. I didn't have a heel gimmick, uh, but I did just get this morph suit to try and do like pranks and shenanigans and stuff. So, so you bought nothing to do with wrestling. It had nothing to do with wrestling that I bought this morph suit. 
That's great. Um, so I came up with the idea since we're we're going at this in a in a handicap tag team spot. How about I put this morph suit on? I'm just a goofy, goofy character, right? But I want to say that Bloodshot is my best friend, right? And it's like we're we're best buds. Bloodshot wants no part of this. <laughs> Right, so uh, essentially, think the the dynamic between at first like Pete Dunn and Matt Riddle, right? Where Matt Riddle is just this golden retriever; he loves everything and he loves everybody, and Pete Dunn is just this bad <laughs> who's willing to break people. Right, that, that was the dynamic essentially that we were going for. Uh, and Bloodshot probably could have taken Jason the Giant on his own. Oh, Jason the Giant, by the way, over seven foot tall, over five hundred pounds, huge, massive monster of a man. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, so we ha- had to go up against him in a handicap match. So they announced Jason the Giant first. He came out to the ring. Uh, then they announced Bloodshot to come out. And Bloodshot's thinking, like, all right, I'm going to take this guy on my own because, you know, he's a badass, right? He can do whatever he wants. Right. But then we had the, the ring announcer be like, hang on a sec. And we know you can't take this guy on your own. So we're giving you a special tag team partner in this handicap match. And then out comes Verde. And I'm dancing to Party Rock by LMFAO. And, and, I'm, <laughs> and I'm going through the crowd. And people are loving it. And people are like, yeah! And I'm, woo! No, woo! And just back and forth and all this stuff. Right? <laughs> and I'm like, you know, I try to give Bloodshot a hug. He like shoves me to the ground. Like all, all that kind of stuff. It, and I end up costing him the match because, you know, I'm trying to go for, for Jason the Giant. He just like swats me off and I just go flying. I try to right. go like he goes for a choke slam and then um, like he he grabs Bloodshot by the throat and I come down with a double axe and I'm going to save you. And then I come down and hit Bloodshot instead. <laughs> like, oh, no, <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> and then uh, and then he chokes me, chokes Bloodshot, double choke slam, double pin. All right. We, we did our job. We put him over. Right. The next show. Great. The the book is like, hey, man. Uh, you still got that Verde gimmick with you? I was like, of course I do. <laughs> I don't know why, but I had the, the Verde suit with me at the next show. And he was like, so we're just going to put some music on. I just want you to dance around and, and just come on back in. I was like, okay. <laughs> so slap it on, dance around for a little bit, and come back. And then from then on, that booker only booked me as Verde from then on. <laughs> wrestling matches like and i started getting like a little win streak and a little following and everything like that yeah it was like that's that's where verde like took off um i would make a lot more money selling like verde t-shirts uh than wrestling which is crazy man which is like like oh this is how wrestling works like you don't you don't get your money off of what you're being paid to wrestle at least not at the start right um yeah, and there was there was one time where uh, the guy in Stark paid me four American dollars for a show. Um, oh, yeah, like oh, that's not very much money. Yeah, yeah, I was like, this isn't gonna cover the one gallon of gas it took me to get here. Yeah, <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Yeah, um, but yeah, so so the Verde gimmick that's how that started, and that's how I sort of like got into like, oh, this is getting over with people. It's instantaneous. I don't have to explain nothing and it's very much a like 
I've found that it's kind of a security blanket. Like no matter what, Verde is going to get over, right? As as a character, so people remember me as Verde. People don't know the Caribbean kid, Jose de Gracia, not yet. Right. Um, and that's what I've been doing at Go Wrestle is a they have a green screen around their entire ring, so it would just be an Invisible Man wrestling. Oh wow! Uh, and B, um, it's a challenge for me to be the Caribbean kid, Jose de Gracia. It's right. It's a challenge for me to not be the generic goofy guy and just like, well, everyone automatically loves Verde. All that, all those kids are going to remember the green guy that they saw at the wrestling show. Right. It's a challenge for them to remember me. And that's, uh, that's what I'm working on right now. That's really cool, man. What's your favorite gimmick to play? Um, I love being Verde. That's like, yeah. that's the, like, that's just fun, you know? And it's uh, with a comedy style, you know, I take like maybe two, three bumps and I call it a day. <laughs> like, yeah. It's not hard. Um, with, uh, well, comedy like comes easy to me. Like that's, especially in wrestling. You know, you do right. some some old school like comedy moves, an airplane spin, or some of the weird like Daniel Bryan like wrestling uh, stuff. Uh, yeah. Some some old Nick Bockwinkles. Shit. Um, yeah. And it'll, you know, people love it. People eat that up. Um. But trying to trying to do like new things now, like I've been. Uh, testing out new like lucha moves and like hoping that I can explain to this person like how this works <laughs> without having to break myself, you know, like, right. I, I found that when I did a couple of lucha moves back in the day, you know, the, I used to call it the Mysterio bulldog, but it's the, the Casadora where you like throw your legs at the opponent. There's the, that bounce. And then he goes up and like hits up with a bulldog. Yeah. Um, that. Or, or a wheelbarrow bulldog, I guess you could call it. Um, yeah. When I did that in the middle of a move or in the middle of a match, that usually got a huge reaction because they're used to seeing like all this. Yeah, you do some chain wrestling in the beginning. You do the, you know, and like if you slowly work into it and then you hit one cool lucha move, uh-huh. It gets a bigger reaction than like just trying to like whoop heads scissors, heads scissors, dive you know flip all all that right. stuff, and that's what that's what all the the old school wrestlers are trying to tell you anyway. Right, you make the one thing count, and that's what people are going to remember. That's what people are going to like. I mean, we did that one thing, yeah, it was sweet. Instead of you know like you know, he hit like seventeen head scissors. Which one are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I I totally get it. So what are your, so I'm assuming you probably have different finishers for different gimmicks. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what's Verde's finisher? Uh, Verde's finisher is uh, the worm into a diving headbutt. (laughs) It's very fitting. Yeah. 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 Um, What are you using now? um, As uh, as the Caribbean kid. um, Yeah. I call it the Caribbean cutter. It's a, it's a springboard off the corner into a cutter. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and cool. I've also used the, the sliced bread to no effect. <laughs> no? Yeah, I, I've never gotten a win off the sliced bread, um, but ah. it's a good move to do to big guys. Um, yeah. I did it to, to Kyle Blizzard, and it looked really sweet. I did it to Mike Paro back in the day when he was a giant five-year-old uh, as Mikey. 
Like that was That's his awesome. gimmick back in the day, and now he's a huge, massive gay man. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah, hmm. wrestling in Japan. So, <laughs> I can I can see that gimmick going over very well in Japan, actually. Yeah. So, if you could, or this is a, this is a big question, all right? If you could wrestle anyone from any point in wrestling history, who would it be and why? Hmm. I actually really want to wrestle Owen Hart, like just period he was so good and he was so funny i think we would have a, an amazing like classic of a time since that's really not a not a thing i could do um honestly i would really love to wrestle um mysterio and just see like what we could do right you know like uh, they say to not meet your heroes um, and that's probably true, but you know, I can't pass up the chance if that ever arises. Yeah, no, no, I, there's no way I would either, man. I totally understand what you're saying. Mm. So in our last Indie Focus episode with Shiloh, she's Canadian. And so I said, you're obviously a Bret Hart fan, right? And she said, I actually prefer Owen, which I thought just blew my mind. And you're, you're kind of telling me the same thing. You, you'd choose to wrestle Owen Hart over Bret. Well, like... I feel like Brett takes himself far too serious. <laughs> you know, like I read his book. It's really depressing. <laughs> I understand. Uh, so like, you know, like, and then hearing literally everyone's stories about Owen, I feel like I would have rather hung out with Owen and like try and do stuff with Owen because I feel like he, he wasn't so self-serious and like he was just as talented, if not more so. You know, like, I, I love Brett, you know, growing up and everything like that. But it wasn't until I was an adult that I could really appreciate what Owen did and was capable of. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, not disagreeing with you, man. Owen Hart was something special. Mm -hmm. And, I, you know, Brett Hart does have a reputation that he takes himself and the business maybe a little too seriously. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying that you shouldn't. Yeah. But... Even like someone, I would say Owen took the business very seriously. Absolutely, but like I don't, I don't know anyone that. It's very rare to find someone that takes it as seriously as Bret Hart. Let's just say that. Oh yeah, for sure. So, uh, so you've worked both face and heel. I mm -hmm. assume most of your career you've worked as a face from the way you've talked. Yeah. Do you prefer working face or do you like to work heel? That is actually tough to say. Um... I like both. Like I, I got, I got no problem doing both. I'm able to flex and do both. Like if I need yeah. to, um, I, I worked heel the first week I was in go wrestle and that was fine. You know, it's easy to get people to not like you. It's very hard to get people to like you. Um, right. And I've always heard that even like these last few weeks in go wrestle, I've been putting on like really good matches with DMC and Kyle blizzard. And, um, you know, I feel like I'm starting to win people over, um, cause I'm just new to that audience there. Uh, so, um, with, with Verde, it's very easy to get over and, and be liked and, um, and all that. And I'm currently challenging myself to not rely on the security blanket. That is that morph suit. Um, you know, I only have like so much time in the wrestling business left in me, you know, like I'm, I'm 32 and like, I'm realistic about like where things are going to go. Um, right. But I do want to 
do the most I can, expand the most I can, learn learn as much as I can in in doing things like this. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've mentioned go wrestle a couple times. If we want to watch you wrestle now, where can we see you? Uh, well, right now, uh, you can look at the last few weeks of go wrestle shows that they have uh, online. Go wrestle dot com. Um, there's a YouTube channel. I have a playlist of like a bunch of my matches, if not almost all of them. Um, and that's uh, that's kind of where I'm at at the moment. Um, it really just depends on whether or not some of these bookers will a keep a consistent booking and not cancel the show, uh, or b uh, actually advertise that I'm on the show. <laughs> right. Yeah, so, yeah, it is what it is, and I just can only just do my best and try and improve and. Uh, just keep going from here. You know, it's kind of hard to do when there's a pandemic going on. Um, yeah, I know. And like, it feels like every indie show for the foreseeable future is canceled. Uh, we'll yeah. see. We'll see how it goes. We'll make sure to post your uh, at least one of your matches and maybe your playlist if you got one, man, mm-hmm. in the comments down below. So if you're watching, if you follow us on Facebook, make sure to check that out so we can link to Verde. How can we find you on social media? Social media, uh, you can find me on uh, Twitter at the Lucha Verde. Actually, no, I think it's just Lucha Verde. Hang on a sec. I'm going to double check. It it. It's Lucha Verde on Twitter. I just Lucha checked Verde it before we started. Um, I got you, man. Yeah, thanks. Lucha Verde on Twitter. <laughs> um, the Lucha Verde on TikTok because I've been getting into that. Um, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's. <laughs> Uh, I actually have uh, put together a choose your character TikTok, you know, where it's got... I saw it. It's so good. It's really good. And I I really enjoyed that. I spent like two hours working on that uh, because it takes a long time to lace up boots. Um, But I I basically like ran through the history of like my gimmicks and my looks. Um, One thing we didn't even bring up was my time as Slade in CCW. Okay. Um, It's because I didn't want to use the uh, DJ Chino name. Uh, in this uh, promotion because you know back then i was still trying to keep a little bit of kayfabe uh, right it's like you know he's a he's a good guy over here but he's a bad guy over here who cares um but uh yeah i I wrestled as slade in the army of darkness which is their heel faction um and i was with a new tag team partner in that heel faction like every show i want to say like it wasn't the same twice um and uh yeah i was just doing like multiple tag matches sometimes multiple tag matches in a night uh as as slade and that was that was fun um that was when i threw a fireball in the wrong guy's eyes um yeah wait 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 wait. did you did you hulk hogan this fireball um no 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 i (laughs) In the way that like Hulk Hogan like couldn't light it and then blew, threw it in his own face, yeah. Um, I, you know, it took me a sec to like light it. The guy forgot to to tell me to hit him, so he goes away, and then the other guy comes to get me. So I don't know. It was just kind of miscommunication all around. So I just lit it and threw it at the first guy. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Cause I guess they had like a storyline planned out that, that the other guy was going to be hurt for a while um, and, and take a break. So then they just had to do it with the first guy. Not my fault. <laughs> Not my fault. 
<laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. So you're Lucha Verde on Twitter. You are the Lucha Verde on Instagram, by the way. Yes. So, um, and the Lucha Verde on TikTok. So real quick before we wrap up, let's talk a little bit about your bar, because I know a lot of people uh, that listen to the show are from Jacksonville. So can we talk a little bit about Rec Room? Absolutely. Uh, what do you want to know? It's a, it's a uh, barcade in yeah. uh, Five Points, which is like the historic district in Jacksonville. Um, it, it came up to buy this bar we didn't we didn't establish it we didn't come up with the decor or, or anything like that but um it came up that we were looking for arcade machines and a friend of an accountant of a friend or whatever um reached out to us and was like hey do you want to buy our arcade machines we looked into it and the conversation sort of skewed to well do you want to just buy the bar and after doing some research we found that it had a lot of potential um, yeah, but it wasn't really reaching that potential. Um, so we were like, yes, yes, we do. So we bought it. Um, and at the end of October is when we took over. Um, oh, wow. And so it's been then, pretty recent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a wild ride these last like five months. Yeah. <laughs> six months. God, what day is it? Anyway, it's April. So yeah, six months. Jesus Christ. Um, so it's been a wild ride. Uh, we added um, a bunch more, like we had more arcade machines in the back. We added uh, consoles all over the place. We added uh, little mini screens uh, and the mini consoles attached to them. We wanted to really emphasize the game, the rec part of Rec Room, because right. it's just a it's just a beer and wine license. So like we we can only give you the beers out of the fridge, right? And that's that's what's paying the bills. But right. the experience of being there and like, you know, playing video games with your boys or like watching eight people go hard on Smash Brothers on the couch, you know, like together while they're all drinking like that, that community video gaming experience is something that I really wanted to, to emphasize, you know, like uh, I really enjoyed Keg and Coin the times that I went there. I really oh, like the leaderboard. But I feel like we have something different to to experience, you know. Um, and I I really want like learning arcade ownership is this whole other different field that I've been getting into, um, of just like, oh, this is a this is a WrestleMania the arcade game in an old Mortal Kombat three machine. So this run right. doesn't actually work because there's there's no run function in the game. It's just an old Mortal Kombat skeleton basically. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, like learning how to put these things on free play and doing free play Tuesdays and doing different events on different days. We have, uh, we would have wrestling on Wednesdays so we could show NXT and AEW at the same time. Um, uh, every like Friday the 13th, we've been having a competition uh, for people to survive as long as they can or kill as many people as they can uh, as Jason. Um we're going to have to figure out a way to do that with Predator because this new Predator game is awesome. Yeah, you, I saw you posting about that. I, I need to check it out. I haven't even heard of it, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. Predator Hunting Grounds. It's made by the same people who did the Friday the 13th game. Um, okay. And I played it on our Twitch channel yesterday, uh, and that was a lot of fun. So same That's concept cool. as the Friday the 13th game where you play as Jason or as a counselor, and you either survive or you kill everybody, right? Uh Similar concept, but you play as either the Predator or a fire team of, like, 
soldiers. Um, and, you know, everyone's got their own different perks. Everyone, the Predator's got its own upgrades. And you can you can do the sacrifice where you blow yourself up. And, uh, you know, if you kill them all, then good for you. <laughs> then if not, then then you lose, you know, like, or you happen to, to kill them. Um, so it was, it was a lot of fun yesterday and we've made it to affiliate status on our Twitch page. Congratulations. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and still like just trying to, trying to get more, trying to get more followers, trying to, trying to get more people involved on it. Um, our, uh, our DJ that we used to have on Saturday nights, um, 808, uh, really cool kid. Um, he makes uh, video game remixes. So that's like a big part of the aesthetic that, uh, that we added, you know, like, I don't know what it was, but I feel like the previous owners were very hands off for the bar. Um, where it's like, you know, we'll, we'll give you like a certain budget and then you do whatever within that budget and these guidelines, but don't change this. Don't change this. Don't change that. Um, and so like, well, yeah, I, I just like, I wanted to make sure that the employees I inherited, A, are taken care of, uh, especially during this, this troubling time. Right. Um, and B, uh, that we still are out there with the, with the video game, like aesthetic and theme. So a Twitch page was kind of a no brainer for me. And that Twitch page is at Rec Room Jacks, R-E-C Room J-A-X, correct? Yep. Awesome. At Rec Room Awesome. Jacks. That's cool. So what other social media you got for Rec Room? Uh, there's uh, the Instagram, uh, which is linked to the Facebook page, just Rec Room Jacks on both of those. Um, okay. I try to post whenever we're about to go live on stream. Right now, it's pretty much every day except Saturday. Okay. Uh, if it's not me, it's my employees. We have a Dungeons and Dragons session going on Sunday nights. Um, awesome. And uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Friday are also me. Um, and the girls, uh, have started doing it Wednesday and Thursday. Um, so like no matter what, there's going to be something for somebody. Uh, we just finished a XCOM two playthrough, which I, I started like in the bar, like during, <laughs> during work hours of just such like, a good game. Yeah. I love XCOM two. Um, and yeah. I'm going to try Chimera squad probably later today. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, I just finished the XCOM two playthrough with the staff and a lot of the regulars as the as the custom troops. Um, That's and that cool. was that was a lot of fun. Um, I think we're gonna move Predator over to Tuesdays uh, because that was so fun. We're doing Final Fantasy on Fridays. Uh, okay. And uh, Monday is kind of a grab bag. And uh, Sundays is Dungeons and Dragons, and Wednesdays and Thursdays are up to the girls. So that's cool, man. Trying to that's have really a, awesome. a regular schedule. Trying to that that was the that was the most common piece of advice I saw is just have a consistent schedule. Right, and uh, that's that's how you like build a following. And I don't know what things are going to be like for the Twitch channel after the bar reopens up, but until then, this is what we got. That's cool, man. That's really cool. And listen, I know a lot of our listeners are from Jacksonville, so make sure once everything opens back up, check out Rec Room Jacks. And until it opens up, follow them on Twitch at Rec Room Jacks. And you guys are still doing pickup, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like while we're online on the stream, we're there at the bar. Uh, so like we're available for uh, pickup slash to go orders. Come get yourself a six pack. It'll be discounted. 
trying to get rid of as much of the stuff as possible. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we're just, we're we're having a good time. Um, any donations that you send through the Twitch page will go directly to my girls. Like I'm not benefiting from anything at all. So if you subscribe the, with your uh, free Amazon Prime Twitch account, um, that goes directly to the girls. Anytime you send uh, bits or you send uh, tips via PayPal, all of that goes directly to my employees. So um, that's that's what I'm basically doing to try and keep them afloat as much as possible because all this unemployment stuff, all this uh, SBA loan crap, like uh-huh. none of it's coming through and I none of it's reliable. So like I'm right. just doing my best to to keep them afloat. Yeah, no, I, that's awesome. I'm a bank manager is my day job. So I you, you're preaching the choir, buddy. Mm-hmm. I totally get it. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, thanks, Jose, man. I really appreciate you hanging out with us today and telling me all about your wrestling, all about your Twitch channel, your love for video games, and of course, your bar, Rec Room Jacks. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Matt Sin, also known as Wrestle Life Matt. You can follow us at Instagram and Facebook at Wrestle Life Radio and Wrestle Life Pod on Twitter. Of course, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Wrestle Life Matt. Jose, thank you so much for hanging out with us, man. We got to do it again. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, of course. Have a really great day.